Kevin Gray Improv Chat. Thank you, female announcer voice. I'll take it from here. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Kevin. Hey, I have the privilege of talking to my one and only loving mother. Um, but you're so much more than that. And I want to get into what your experience was from taking improv classes, how that's affected you in your career and in your life and just in general, and, and how you've had to be adaptable and change on the fly and pivot on the fly. One of the best things that I have learned from improv is, hey, you got to go with the flow, right? Things happen and it may be something completely different than what you planned, but you've just got to jump on it and take it for what it is. Take whatever you have and make it work. So do you want to tell a little bit about your story? All right. Well, um, when I, I was a stay-at-home mom for years, and uh, after my kids went to college and uh, flew out of the nest, as it were, I was looking to get back into the workforce. And I really struggled with being able to present myself and being able to uh, talk to people in a uh, just off-the-cuff manner. I could plan something to say, but boy, if somebody asked me something that didn't fit with my planned script, I froze and it, it scared me. Being a student of mine, I know we've had some conversations and tell this, I, I love the story that you tell of when, when um, after one of the classes and just getting so frustrated, getting so frustrated <laughs> and, and being like, I can't do this. I, I can't do this. And so I want you to tell that story. <laughs> well, we were driving home. First, I didn't want to take improv. I just wanted to see you in action, you teaching other people. And I thought, sure, I'll take the class because then I get to sit in and see what it's like. But oh, no, no, no. Um, you made me just, Kevin was uh, adamant that I had to be involved. I had to do the, the <laughs> activities. And I said, no, no, I'll just watch. And you said, no, you're in the class. You take part. So I did. It was the and one I, time that I could control you. <laughs> Is that what it was? Yeah, at least that's my thought process. But, but go on. You didn't want to be there, it, like participating. Because, and, and I think a lot of people can relate to that in that there are certain circumstances that you find yourself in that, look, I, look, I just want to watch. I just want to step back and I just want to watch. I don't, I don't want to be engaged in it especially with improv. And I think a lot of people, when they think of improv is, oh, you got to be goofy. You need to be this, you know, random character that's on stage and being goofy and all over the place. And it's just, it's, I don't want to do that, you know? And so there's a lot of people that are like that. Yeah. And I remember saying to you, I don't want to be a comedian. I don't want to be funny. And you said, this has nothing to do with that. So we get on stage and start to do some of these practices you know even the stage could have been just the main floor or a stage either way it just terrified me and I never knew what was coming and and I couldn't do my preparation like I thought so um, we were driving home after one of the classes and I said Kevin this was just I was horrible this was horrible I don't want to come to class anymore and you said why and I said because I did I, I can't do it. What do you mean you can't do it? Well, he kept throwing back these questions at me and I was getting more and more frustrated 
because all I really wanted him to say was, oh, mom, you're doing really well. It's okay. You're doing fine, you know? But instead, the questions were, why do you think you're not doing well? Why do you think this was a bad experience, you know, for you kind of thing? And we began to pick it apart just by those questions. And I realized, I'm scared. I'm scared of what I'm going to say. I can't, uh, I couldn't just talk off the cuff, as it were. I, and if the, my partner that we were working with would um, introduce a scene that I was, of course, I was totally unprepared for because I never knew what my partner was going to say, just like in real life, and I would freeze. Well, and that's so frustrating because then you start to get inside your own brain and you start beating yourself up for these reasons that have nothing to do with you in a lot of ways. Obviously, that, that was one of the earlier classes. And, it was. It was. But moving on, I mean, you came back partially <laughs> under duress. But well, and basically, what I being there, you don't have to anticipate, you don't have to uh, think ahead, plan ahead what you're going to say and how you're going to respond because there's no way you can. You have got to be able to um, trust yourself that if you're listening to the other person, you can respond. And sometimes it's just um, the way you feel, getting a feeling within you and going with it and trusting yourself that it's going to be okay. Start talking. Sometimes it was just to start the word. So great. That's so great. I love that. And what you just said is that connects to my core, especially lately um, in that have movement. You know, when I feel stuck and and I just had this conversation with Carter, my daughter, um, that when you feel stuck and you're, you're frustrated, she was on it. She was taking a test on how, how, when to use, um, um, effect or affect, you know, effect. (laughs) She was on question 53. She only had to get three in a row. Correct. Right. And so she was very frustrated and she was, Oh, I can't do this. I can't do it. And so I, so I heard three thumps upstairs at different times, like a boom. I'm like, oh, I wonder what that was. And then a few minutes would go by and boom. What is, that? what is she doing out there? Sure enough, a third one. And then eventually she comes downstairs into my office and I can tell that she's really upset. And I say, Carter, what's going on? And she goes, and she's almost in the, in, at, at the, the break of tears, right? And she's like, I can't, I can't do this. I, I'm on this, on this test and I, I'm on question 53 and I, all I have to do is just get three in a row and stuff. She was so upset with herself. And I said, okay, let's go upstairs. Let's, let's go try it out. And I was thinking, you know what? How can I get her to understand this lesson and be receptive to it? Because right now when you're frustrated, when, you, when you're beating yourself up, you're locked up and you can't move. And you, you can't see any opportunities you can't see any ability to get out of that situation or the gold that's in that situation and we can get to that in a second too but she uh, i i pulled her aside i said okay carter come here we went into the loft area and i i i turned on some dance music like um i got this feeling inside my bones you know that song and 
and I, and, you know, I'm just dancing. I'm just letting it go. And I'm, and I'm just trying to be as present with her as possible because she's standing there. You know, she doesn't want to dance and she's, you know, she's <laughs> kind of chuckling at how goofy I am and I'm dancing and stuff, but I tried to be as, as just genuine and just safe for her. And eventually by song number two, she started dancing with me, coercing her. And then we, we kind of like knocked off the rust, right? And then we went back in there and then we worked one problem at a time and she got it within three questions. So it talks to the fact of, of just start speaking. Yes. Just start speaking and trust yourself that you have the tools necessary to succeed in this area. For me, I would shrink inside when I think, oh, I don't know. First thing that would come into my mind was I don't know how to answer that or I don't know what to say next. And I would find myself shrinking. And to be able to just just start, just start mm-hmm. saying something and it would flow. It, and uh, it, it changed the way I approached all kinds of things, going to networking events or going to business meetings. Um, to be able to just be myself. And I never knew how to do that. Really, I never knew that being yourself is pushing yourself forward and trusting that you're going you're gonna to be okay. And I never knew that before I got into improv either. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that it's an innate, like, skill that you know. I don't think that there's a lot of people that just know that skill. I think that it's something that you have to be taught. Let's move into what you do right now. I am a college advisor. And uh, so I speak to students either when they're enrolling or when they're in the midst of college and sometimes when they're about ready to drop out. <laughs> so I get students um, when they have all kinds of emotions and I never know what it's going to be. When I get them on the phone, whether they call me or I call them, I have to be sometimes Dr. Phil sometimes Oprah, sometimes um, Ellen DeGeneres and make them laugh, you know, but mainly I have to think on the fly. I have to be able to hear what they're saying and respond in a way that will help them, will encourage them, will calm them. There was was one story in particular that I remember you telling me and and it stuck with me. Um, it, somebody called in and they were very upset. They were just furious with their teacher, I think it was, and furious with the school and they're going to drop out and I'm not going to be able to do this. And one of the things that you did, what I thought was really cool that stuck with me, and I may, be, I may have adapted this story, so correct me if I'm wrong, but um, what I got from that was that you would, you would listen to them and kind of do the question exercise. Like, so why do you feel that you're, that you can't do this? Why do you feel like this is the end of school for you? Um, is that, is that, is that all you had? Is that everything that you wanted to complain about kind of thing? <laughs> Letting them get it completely off their chest yes. so that then you could, one, in a way it's kind of preparing on the fly because you're getting all of this information from that student and then trying to, okay, I'm going to present this back to you. Now you give me the solution for yourself in a way. True. That is so true. Yes. Yes. And I always think of it as getting all their cards on the table. 
because when you're yes. when you're talking to somebody else, you don't know what's hidden. And until you get it all on the table, you can't deal with it. And if you try to, before they've said their piece, if they've said all of it, you know, they can dump on you and you say, and what else? Is that everything? What else? You know, what about this? <laughs> and, but once it's all on the table and you say, okay, now let's take a look at what you've said to me, um, then there isn't something, a card up the sleeve, so to speak, where you say, mm -hmm. okay, you're talking about this. That's something we can fix. We can't fix this. We can't fix it, but we could fix this, you know, and uh, not having any surprise um, concerns coming up after that really helps. And I don't know if that's where you're going, but it is. Interesting. I mean, and here's the thing, you know, because um, we didn't all we started with this Zoom call was the idea of adaptability and yeah. being able to pivot on the fly. And so one of the things that I love about these these interviews and, and talking to people like you is seeing where it goes. And that is life. <laughs> that is adaptability. That is pivoting on the fly and going into it. And, you know, what you just described too is such a great, um, you know, sales technique, you know, and, and, and when I say sales, I mean, I, a lot of times when people think of sales, they think of the sleazy, like, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to get your money. But, um, if you have, a, a gift that you're giving to someone, what you did on the phone is you gave them a gift. You put them in the right mindset where they weren't before. You gave them encouragement from where they were before and you, you set them on a path that they were gonna be successful. And I thought that was really, really cool. And if you didn't have the ability to adapt and pivot on the fly, if, if you thought they were gonna be calling in and they were happy and, and, and that kind of thing, you assume that they were going to be happy and then they, they called in, they're all upset. You're going to get frazzled. You're going to be thinking about yourself and how you're, how, how they're talking to you and, oh, they shouldn't oh, talk to key. me that way. And that is so key. You would have missed it. Yeah. You know? yeah. I think what you said there, the idea that you'd be thinking about yourself and that's exactly, that's exactly what would freeze me up is that I was thinking about myself. How will I sound? Do I have the right answers? Can I say the right thing? When in reality, what I needed to be doing and what I learned through the improv class was the other person was more important. What they were saying, what they were doing was more important. And my job was to respond to that. And uh, boy, that has served me so well. I mean, I... I became known as the student whisperer. You know, if there was an, any time there was a difficult student, they would send them to me and I reveled in it because I could make them realize that they were important and that what they were feeling and what their angst was mattered. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then that was earning my right to be heard. Once they knew they were heard, then uh, they were willing to listen to me and, and oh, respond huge. anymore. Yeah, it is huge. That's huge. Is huge. For so, all relationships, business, uh, uh, intimate relationships, relationships with your kids, when that person feels heard, you, you earn the, their, the, uh, the right to be heard. Yes, absolutely. That's huge. That's absolutely. Awesome.
was there anything specific that you've done um, to kind of practice that? And let me set this up a little bit because for me, um, I'm, I'm an actor, I'm an improviser. One of the best ways to be a, a good actor is to completely let go of thinking about yourself and just be present with that other person and just listen to them. And you know what's funny is that even during the Zoom call, um, I have these moments where I start, I, I start to go in my head, okay, what's next? What, what should we talk about? That kind of thing. And I go, whoa, 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 hold on. I caught myself and I said, I'm just going to let that go. I'm going to trust the process. I'm going to be here with you. I'm going to be present. And I'm going to trust myself that I'll be safe. You'll be safe wherever this conversation goes. Whenever I feel that moment of I'm having a conversation with someone and then I start just thinking and then I get up here, then I consciously say, okay, I'm going to let that go and I'm going to come back. And it's not an anger thing of like, okay, I have to force myself to get out of my own head. It's just get back to being present in a, in a soft way. Do you have anything that you do that kind of gets you into that headspace of, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to adapt? to whatever circumstance and I'm going to, I'm going to pivot when I need to. You know, that's a really good question. I never thought about that before, but what popped into my head is that uh, I have, uh, I used to, I don't do it anymore, but I always go back to it in my head. I have little sticky notes that say how, what, and why on my computer. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm talking to someone, it reminds me, I need to hear from them. So I'll, I will start with one of those words having no idea what's going to follow what. And it comes out, well, what did you think about that? Or why did you think you, you did poorly in such and such? Is it very much like what you did with me in the improv? So or how, is, right? How, what, how, or why? Yes, how, what, and why, because they can't be answered with a yes or no answer. It, it forces the other person to talk to me. And, um, and that's been huge. That's been just huge. That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, I love talking to you, Mom. This is so great. Guys, this is, there's some gold in this interview. And if, if, um, if you go back and watch this, if you got something out of this, go back and watch it. You know. Um, post a comment below. Um, let us know your thoughts on, on, on all this stuff because there's so much in here that we could branch off and talk about other stuff. But um, just for the sake of your time, this has been amazing. So thank you so much for being on and talking about this stuff. I, I love it. <laughs> Great work. This is, this is wonderful. So guys, that's all I have to say. Um, just adapt and, and be flexible, pivot on the fly. Here's the thing. Life is a, um, life is a journey and, and you know, I'm wearing my adventure shirt, everyday adventure. And that's what it is. And if you can kind of put yourself in that mindset that every day is an adventure, it's not a struggle. It's not a, a challenge to overcome. It's an adventure. Life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. Can I add one thing? Yeah. And that is that uh, when in doubt, just chuckle. Just, just give a little chuckle. Not a deriding laughter, but uh, 
just chuckle. And it quite often gets you to relax and gets the other person to relax as well. Awesome. I'm going to make a note of that because that just brought up another topic that I want to talk to you about too. So um, I'm, I'm going to get you back on one of these Zoom calls and we're going to, we're going to do this. So, Mom, I love you. Thank you for joining me from Colorado. Thanks for joining us, you guys. I'll see you next time. Kevin Gray, Improv Chat.